Welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the official podcast of EverythingAction.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the podcast for the week of November 14th, 2022. I'm your host, Zach and we have Chris. Hello. And uh, we got a ton of stuff there this week. Uh, Chris, you and I saw the Slumber Party Massacre for uh, next week's uh, Everything Action Commentary, so we'll dive into that a little bit later on. The uh, 40th anniversary of that horror classic. I also I, I also saw a ton of other uh, horror movies, like recent horror movies, so we'll get into those later on. But uh, we got to kick things off with some sad news, unfortunately, which uh, kind of out of nowhere, like late last week, uh, we found out that uh, Kevin Conroy passed away. Oh, man. That, Oof, yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, just out of, out of nowhere, it was, yeah, he was, apparently he'd been, he had cancer. Um and yeah, just s- s- sucks. <laughs> I mean, arguably, argu- arguably the best Batman. I mean, if you made, if you made, if someone made, if you made the case like he's the best Batman, like I don't think anyone would really argue with you <laughs> or like people would be like, yep, that, yep, all right, I'm, 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 a, I agree with that. Yeah, it, it's kind of like having Conroy just was such a good person, like voice for Batman, and then like. He had a great, like, off-screen presence Mm -hmm. that was very, like, wholesome and very, like, oh, he lives up to, like, kind of what you're represented. Uh, Like, Adam West was like that, too. Yeah. Adam West was a great Batman for that time, but, like, was a good guy from what all accounts have been heard. Like, Kevin... It'd be one thing if Batman was like this like amazing Batman voice actor, but then like, oh yeah, he also liked to beat cats. You're like, what? Like that's not Kevin Conroy, like, you know, it's like not heartbreaking. And it's hard to do in the industry for that long. Like he's been Batman for like thirty years, like just voicing yeah, I mean, awesome si- roles. Since I mean since yeah, since the animated series started. So and like the, and then, <laughs> Um or 92. 92 is when that started um and then obviously all all the all the like other uh, other like like the new batman adventures and like superman the animated series and the like the justice the League games pre- yeah ju- like yeah i mean obviously like that that's like that's why the arkham game like one of the reasons the arkham games are so good is just because it was like it's basically like the animated series but like a more mature like version of that because it had like all it had the voice cast from like the animated series in it mm-hmm. and then i mean all and then a bunch of like the uh dc animated movies like they, they, they've, they've kind of experimented with other people voicing uh batman um but i mean they would like whenever kevin Conroy came back it was like oh now this is a this is like an actual you know animated batman movie now <laughs> It was uh, interesting for certain roles that were Kevin Conroy. Whenever we heard certain Batman roles, and we're like, "Oh, okay, this is uh, different." Like Under the Red Hood, when we heard Bruce um, Bruce Greenwood, Bruce Greenwood, 
he was a good version of it, you know, but Kevin yeah. Conroy definitely was the gold standard. And I feel like Bruce Greenwood was like trying to be a Kevin Conroy. And it was fine. You know, I didn't, I didn't mind that. Uh, it's a shame because I kind of wanted Kevin Conroy also in the Harley Quinn show at some point. Maybe not, you know, obviously not voicing Batman, but. I'm, yeah, I'm surprised. Sort of, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't show up and like already. Um, I mean, they, I was, they have Dietrich Bader, who's also like, if if you can't if you can't get Kevin Conroy, like I like like Dietrich Bader's probably the, the, the second best, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like voice of Batman. He's got a, a more of a fun Batman, you know. Yeah. And, that's, and that's what you need for the Harley Quinn. But yeah. Not not downplaying his role because like his Batman's always in silly situations. But, you know, I mean, it's just like now you have other man, other people to pick up a mantle, which, you know, it sucks, but it's good that, like, the tradition still keeps going. Yeah. And, and like, and, like Jason Amara has been, like, a bunch of, like, like a bunch of the Batman, like, doing a bunch of Batman stuff. But, like, we, when, it, when he first started, like, it was like, I don't, I don't know, he seems kind of boring. Yeah, yeah. But We're then, like, but eh. I, I feel like he, he kind of, like, grew into it and it was a, a, a solid like, I think Batman. Got but better writing. Yeah. I think the writing's improved to play on how he sounds. Where Kevin Conroy could deliver Batman saying silly stuff and it'll just be like fine, you know. Well, Kevin, well, Kevin Conroy was also great at like, like when he when he switched between Bruce and Batman, like it was such a like it was so distinctive and so like they're like two like two like fully separate separate characters. Like he just totally changed his voice. And he changes like his like like. Like intonation tone. and like yeah, yeah tone and everything. It's, yeah. it's inflection would change yeah. because apparently like that Bruce Wayne was very like not a dandy but very like. Well, he he really played up like the like like Bruce is like a clueless idiot who doesn't know yeah, anything yeah. that's going on. It's like all he did was shop and go on dates. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though he his build for Batman in that world. So okay, I know it's all a topic, but. Yeah, but like in that world, like every guy was built like a fridge, like you know. Like <laughs> yeah. Even if it was just like the janitor. This guy was like burly, and it didn't make any sense. So like the the voice was the only thing that kind of distinct Bruce Wayne as being not Batman from everyone else in that world. Mm-hmm. I think Batman Begins. I mean, not Batman. Begins, uh, Batman Beyond is when they started playing with like different body shapes a lot more. Yeah. Because Terry McGinnis was, like, slender so and younger, so it's like, okay, you can't look like Bruce in his prime. We're just, like, this, like, this triangle man. But, yeah, that, uh, it, I mean, the, the fact that Kevin Conroy voiced, like, different generations of Batman, different phases, like, and just all these aspects, it's just, like... That body of work is something. He could have just done that alone, but he did other things, you know? Yeah. He, he did a crazy amount of, like, stage plays before being Batman. He did... I didn't, I didn't realize he was in so many, like, like, just random TV shows. Like, he was on, like, Spencer for Hire and, like, Dynasty and, like... Yeah, before. He just all these, yeah. like... Well, he was just, like, him, he didn't find his place yet, but he wanted to act. And it's like, oh, that's cool. The... You know, it's like... he He was very, like, private, too. That, that's another thing. That's, I guess, what's kept him kind of, like, honest with the work. He didn't try to, like, live up to be this insane celebrity person. He's like, you know, I'm Batman, right? Like, just... It'd be heartbreaking to see, like, a footage 
of him just like at a place and screaming at people in the Batman voice. And I'm like, no. <laughs> but nah, he he did he was an awesome like um like asset. You know, he was just like the example voice actor who met fans, never got to his head. You know, he probably was easy to work with because that's why they hired him so much. Yeah. So imagine, like, you get to that kind of level of, like, voice acting work, and then now you're just, like, your demands are insane. You know, but he he accommodated, apparently. You know, I, I read a little bio where basically when he wasn't, like, working acting, steady acting gigs, like, he was a real estate guy. <laughs> he was a house, he, he flipped houses, like, he just mm-hmm. bought property and then just, like, flipped it, and then... He used to live in L.A., and then he was just commuting between New York and L.A. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, he just... It's weird to, like, not hear Batman. And I'm not sure if he voiced anything else. It's like a secret project or any... Well, he's got... There's, I think he, there's, like, two more two more projects, like... um. Oh, was, was, that, was that canceled? I think that was... He, he was going to be in, like, so Batman Cape Crusader, like that, like, HBO Max show, which I think it, I think they nixed that when the whole, like, uh, you know, merger happened. But that was, like, going to be one of the big, like, he was going to be back as Batman and everything. Um, but I think that is, like, I think that's, like, not happening anymore, last I heard. Um, he I, was... I think, sorry, like, did, did you ever watch Beware the Batman? No, I didn't see that. I saw. I mean, just I'm just looking through like I mean, Justice League action. That was. I got. Did you see that? No. I didn't that was see that, that was a great. That was a great like uh, super fun like DC like it was like kind of like it was definitely like a throwback to like the like animated series like like Justice League uh, Unlimited kind of thing. But like, I had a lot of like the original like like the actors voice actors from that era in that. Uh, it was just like it was just like a lot of like just crazy team ups of like. Uh, yeah, but did that have Kevin Conroy in it? Yeah, he was he was Batman in that. Uh, in ju- I mean, in Justice, he was Batman. I mean, he was in. Uh, obviously the Arkham games, like Batman versus Robin, he was Thomas Wayne and not Bruce Wayne. But still, and then, uh, I saw in Arkham. Hmm. Oh, and also, also the 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 one weird like so the one time he played uh, like Bruce Wayne in live action on Batwoman. I don't, did, you uh, ever, did, did you ever see that, Chris? Did you see that? I clip saw that? that. That was a little disappointing. It definitely was because it's like, oh man, you've got like the legend. You have like Kevin, like you have bat, you have like one of the best Batman's of all time, and then, like you throw him on like a, a like a electrical console and electrocute him to death. Like, like, because it's like, well, we have to kill the Supergirl in order to save the universe, and then Batgirl, like Batwoman, just kicks him into like, <laughs> it's, like a, it's not even like exposed wires. It was just like the electrical grid that like he hit the console, and the console like short circuited and killed him. And he was in like his like he was in like the like the weird like it was sort of like the Dark Knight Returns armor. Like he was in like this like armor because he was obviously older. Oh, no, no. But it, it, that was from um, uh, Kingdom Come. Oh, okay, where, yeah. Like, his body's pretty much been so like beat up that he has to wear like this back brace, neck brace thing. Yeah, that makes it. Yeah, because they also because they had like they had Kingdom Come Superman on that crossover event too. Okay. So that was the Kingdom Come Batman who 
was like an extremist at that point in his life. Yeah. But yeah, man, what a I was super disappointed when I saw that. I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they, they they definitely did him a little bit dirty on that <laughs> for that. It's like you're gonna bring him in, just like have like Batwoman kick like karate kick him into like a console and electrocute him. <laughs> right. like, yeah, and it wasn't even like it was an accident or anything. Like yeah. no, he straight up got kicked into that thing. Yeah. But man, yeah, just a great, great career. Um, one, I mean, are one of the best Batman's, if not the best Batman's of all time. One of the best voice actors of all time. Uh, I would I definitely, I definitely like since we're like close to Black Friday and Thanksgiving. Like, if any, if you're looking for, if you're seeing, like, looking for deals, and if you see like that Batman the Animated Series, like the Blu-ray collection that came out like a year or two ago, and it's if it's like pretty cheap, I would say grab that because that. That is a awesome set, and it's like well worth grabbing. It's like like it's all, it, the episodes look amazing on it, and there's like tons of like special features and stuff on it. So definitely, uh, if you want to like, <laughs> uh, you know, get some Kevin Conroy, uh, Batman stuff going on, definitely look up, keep an eye out for that set. It's it might be it it, it, it goes on sale pretty regularly, so I, I'm sure there's probably probably like a Black Friday deal on that. So. Which I mean, that, that that's where it's all started, and then just like from there, just like <laughs> all the other Batman appearances. Oh, Mess in the Phantasm obviously also was like so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I think that's that was included in like the uh, the Blu-ray collection. Like you got like a digital code for Mess in the Phantasm. But uh, yeah, R R I P Kevin Conroy, one of the one of the one of the, the greatest of all time, <laughs> as far as voice acting and acting in general. So, uh, moving on, uh, we got some news about a new Escape from New York uh, movie, which they've been talking about Escape from New York for uh, like a reboot or a remake, or right? like for like ten years. years like Gerard Butler was going to be in one, The Rock was going to be in one. Like, um, so the latest news is that uh, Radio Silence, which is the directing team behind uh, uh, Hide and Seek and Scream, like the this year's Scream, Scream Six, um, or Scream Five, and they're gonna be directing to Scream Six. Um, but, but apparently they're in talks with 20th Century Studios to helm a reboot of Escape from New York. And John Carpenter will be on as like an executive producer. Um, and but there's not really any other news. It's like this, this is the uh, Radio Silence, which is like a th- it's a three person like directing team. Uh, they also did a bunch of, like VHS. They did a bunch of short uh, or a couple segments for VHS. They did like a, and like they did, like a, a segment on Southbound, which is another like horror anthology. Um. But yeah, so yeah, I guess yeah, I guess a reboot of Escape from New York. Um. Which. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, like, who who would even like <laughs> take over a Snake Plissken? Uh, like. Um. Kurt Russell's son. <laughs> I mean, I get, I mean, I get, yeah, just throw Wyatt Russell in there. It's like, yeah, you look like your dad. <laughs> throw an eye patch yeah, on. Yeah. I mean, Kurt Russell's I, still in good I, would, I, shape. I, I, I don't mind Kurt Russell again. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, if you want, yeah, just do like a, like the, like the, like, like the, the Rambo or like the, the Rambo Last Blood or whatever of it, like where it's like grizzled old snake. 
down for that. Yeah. I know they want to reboot the story and and make it a little more updated, where um, you know, uh, the main villain isn't just like Isaac Hayes. <laughs> the two could Which, again, look bizarre yeah. that Isaac Hayes is the villain. Yeah. Does it doesn't ruin it for me? It just it's just like a. a just like a snapshot of the time but then that's also like if they do it spiritually that's just like if like donald glover was the villain of escape from new york or like chance the rapper <laughs> yeah, yeah or uh yeah. snoop dog i guess, it would just be funny it's just like oh we have a tradition of just keeping like the villain a musician mm-hmm. which if you think about it was still better than like escape from la who like the main villain was just the Raw Julio like lookalike. Oh my god! Yeah, ho- hopefully this reboot is more Escape from New York and less Escape from LA. <laughs> right, right. I feel like I would. I feel like I would be interested in like a if they did like a prequel of like because like the whole thing of like because Snake was in jail for like trying to pull like some sort of crazy heist. Like I would like to see like the like the like movie about like the heist, the, how it gets bad, and how Snake gets like captured and stuff, or like early like before before Skip New York Snake, like what the hell was he doing, like Soldier Snake or like there was a comic about it, yeah, like, sort of getting into it, yeah. <laughs> just go just go full crazy, do that uh that like uh, Big Trouble in China, Escape from New York <laughs> crossover comic. That was good. I have the comic of that. And it's got like the multiverse of like all the all the different snakes and all the different like uh uh like uh oh, why, why am I blanking on Carousel's character from uh, <laughs> uh from uh Big Trouble in China. Uh it's it's Jack uh Jack <laughs> Jack Burton. Why am I God? I haven't yeah, thought had, about it in a while, so... Yeah, they had, they had like, there was, like, the multiverse of, like, Jack Burton and Snake Plissken. It was, like, all different... And, like, one of the snakes was actually a snake. <laughs> like, yeah, just, 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 yeah, you go full crazy with that at some point, but... Yeah, this is, this is super, 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 super early into, like, they're, like, just start t- talks for this. Um, so, yeah, well, I mean, we'll have to see if this one... If this, if this version of the CF New York reboot uh, happens, because there's been, like, yeah, we've, like, two or three different versions are, at, like, over the last... Decade or two that they've been talking about. So, uh, speaking of reboots and uh, classic characters coming back, um, we found out this week that Bradley Cooper is going to be playing Frank Bullet, uh, you know, the character made famous in Bullet by uh, Steve McQueen, for a new uh, Bullet, mo- like Bullet movie from Steven Spielberg, but not not a remake or a reboot of like the like Bullet movie but like just a new it's a new adventure a new case for for bullet for frank bullet to be involved with is it gonna be in the 70s still i would hope so i mean hopefully yeah make it like a yeah make it like a cool like period movie like i don't i don't know i don't, I don't think anyone wants like modern <laughs> modern bullet like especially especially if you're gonna if you're gonna do like a like, like a, you know, like a try to like. I mean, I don't know how you're gonna like even come close to like the, the car chase in the original movie, but like, you gotta have some sort of. I'm sure you gotta have some sort of car chase. And then, like, do you want like cool '70s muscle cars or do you want like modern cars? <laughs> like, 
It just became a Fast and Furious movie, basically. It's modern. Yeah. But yeah, bullet, bullet drives like a like a Nissan, <laughs> like a, like a RS, like a, a, a drift car or something now. <laughs> but yeah, yes, yeah, so, yeah, so some sort of, some sort of new case, new adventure for uh, for Bullet. Um, I'm trying to remember. Was, I'm trying to remember if it. I, I can't remember if Bullet was like one of those movies that was based on like a some sort of like book series or something. I feel like it was maybe. I think it but... was, but then like the guy who wrote it, like I, I remember he like based it on like a cop he knew or something. Yeah. It's like Dirty Harry. It's like I think it's like the same character outline. And I th- I th- I think Spielberg is directing this movie, um, um, which I don't I don't know if this is gonna be the next one after. I mean he's got so if he, he's like Fableman's coming out in like a couple weeks. I mean I think it's already on like limited release, but it's coming out in a couple weeks. That's like his current one. And then I th- yeah I think and I think he's directing and producing this new Bullet because I I feel like I think Spielberg has been like wanting to like do something with a Bullet for forever. Like this is like it's been like one of his like. Like dream projects of like <laughs> do something with Bullet. Have you ever seen Bullet? Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen Bullet. It's great. Yeah, I think I've seen it like one time when I was young, and I just never caught it again. And I mean that that, that car chase like lives up to the hype. I mean that is like that car chase is is like so it just goes on forever. It's so awesome. <laughs> like that 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 that's like the car chase like that like brought like gave you the trope of like San Francisco like 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 cars like leaping down the hills of San Francisco it, it gave for that movie right right uh I feel like it was such a f- interesting character because I definitely remember seeing the poster a lot more like mm-hmm. and then it's referenced a lot like you know it's same thing like the French Connection, where they re- they reference like car chases. Yeah, those are yeah, that, that's all the same era, all the same. Yeah, French Connection is def- is definitely like right up there with like uh, Bullet. They like they both have, they both have like awesome car chases, both like both like street tough, like no like no nonsense cops taking down crazy killers <laughs> like. But uh, yeah, so this is a. Uh, in development, so yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll hear more as we move on. But yeah, I think I think this is uh, Spielberg's next like directing project. So hopefully it'll it'll uh, and, and it's gonna be a ne- uh, oh oh no this I was I'm, I'm deadline. This is uh, Brad Cooper's next movie. He's like he's got a Netflix movie coming up as, as, as in 2023. But oh, is Bradley Cooper gonna be in the Crow again? <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's gonna be in some movie called Maestro, I guess. Is like is one of his next movies. It's like Netflix. But yeah, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious to see what they do with uh with Bullet. And it's definitely it's definitely, I feel like it's definitely a good idea to like not try to like just straight remake it because <laughs> then you're just gonna like draw comparisons constantly. Like yeah, just right, right. Come, 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 yeah, come up with some 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 new like story or new like uh like continuation side. continuation yeah i mean i feel like that's because the markets proved that people 
like less and less are stop giving a shit about reboots. Mm-hmm. And now it's more about keeping the lore or at least the characters alive than retelling the same story. I think, okay, the one positive thing the Halloween movies have done the last few have been like, oh, we'll just continue the story. But yeah, the good news is that Bullet doesn't have some insane thing where like it has to like explain the time gap or like why you can't have a new version of like the main character it's just like no like bradley cooper is bullet now just give him a give him a tarot neck and the gun holster and even then that's like not his look for the whole movie i feel yeah but i feel like i feel like the, Bradley Cooper has to like wear that at some point. He's got to like wear that like turtleneck, and, like the the the, the hip holster, like the shoulder holster, and then try like. And there's gotta be there's gotta be some sort of like like car chase. Like you can't do a bullet movie like car chase. So those are like probably the two elements that they're gonna you know throw back to. Hmm. So we also got some news this week that uh, the Sony verse uh, of Marvel, whatever whatever the hell it is, <laughs> um, is expanding to. Amazon Prime Video and uh, Epics, which apparently I did not realize this until today when I saw this news, but apparently Epics is turning into MGM Plus is going to be the new name of Epics. I did see that. My Comcast was letting me know, like my Comcast description, which was like, hey, by the way, Epics is going away. It's just MGM Plus now and all these like new names for it. Yeah, which I, and obviously Amazon owns MGM. They own Epics, so they're changing the name to MGM Plus, I guess, for whatever reason. Um but yeah, but yeah, they, but Amazon signed it. They signed a uh, deal with Sony to develop Marvel projects. That whatever Marvel characters Sony has, the, they're developing um, show. They're going to be developing shows based on live action shows based on those characters. First one being Silk. So Spilk, Silk Spire Society is going to be the first show of this new deal, and it's going to be it'll, it'll air on MGM Plus first, and then. Um, Eventually, it'll be on Prime Video sometime after that. It'll be on, like, but MGM Plus is where it'll, like, be exclusively available for a little bit. And I think this is good. Like, I, I feel like you're talking about, a, like, a Silk movie, but now it's now apparently it's a TV show. Um, and then Angela Kang, who was uh, one of the showrunners of The Walking Dead, is going to be uh, behind the show. I mean, that's good that these people are finding work. That, well, I mean, Walking Dead show. Ah, no one, no one ever watched that. Yeah. And then I get, yeah, and I guess more, more Marvel character, like more Marvel Sony shows coming. Uh, in, in the, after 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 Silk, which I don't know. Who, I mean, <laughs> so they have they obviously have Morbius. <laughs> they've got Craven the Hunter. They've got uh, like. Like Miss Madam Web, like uh, well they're, they're talking about that. that what they talk about like that, like it was gonna be like a like a black cat silver sable movie or something. Were they? I kind of remember the silver sable movie, but we're like, what's yeah. the plot? That I mean, that might make it actually like if they made, made like a silver sable TV show and it was like a like an espionage like action show, that might be good. Just make, just make like just make a Jack Ryan or something, but with like Silver Sable. The thing about Silver Sable, like she's 
like she's hired to be a bodyguard or like uh, a muscle for something, right? Yeah. So if it's espionage, I feel like it's weird because her trademark thing is her hair and her silver like attire outfit. So it's like they're well, silver sable. I guess it's it's not espionage, it's just just like an action, like an like a action show. It's like oh yeah, yeah. If you basically take the plot of Atomic Blonde and just slap the hair to be silver, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. So I mean, I guess I guess there could be some like interesting things from this new deal. Um, I mean, obviously, obviously Morbius was was that good. So, um, but then but then Sony also has Spider Verse, which is which is good. Um, I would I would definitely be more interested in if there's like more stuff like Spider Verse stuff. Like if they like if they if they spun off like Spider Verse characters, like if, if like if we got like a like a Spider Man twenty nine like animated show or something from this deal, like that'd be amazing. <laughs> It's not, it's not really in details about any of that though. It's just, but like this Silk is the only confirmed uh project from this deal so far. And I don't think that it, they haven't cast uh Silk, aka uh Cindy Moon yet. Uh, I guess I guess I guess she, I guess she appeared in the MCU, like but didn't have, never where? had any powers or never had any like uh, she was. I think. I think she was. Just a, she was just like a background. I think she was one of the like one of the one of the kids at like Peter's school. Like she was just like in the background. I mean, just like a generic Asian girl. I guess. I, yeah. I guess one of one of the, one of Peter's classmates is like is is Cindy Moon, who like if if she got bit by the, the spider, she would become Silk. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And like the comics is like a kind of a force. Like at least the first uh ever Silk comics where she was bit and then immediately like experimented on in a lab for like 20 years. Yeah. And that's why like they never heard of each other and stuff. Uh, did you read a lot of Silk? I've never read anything with Silk in it. So they kind of set her up in the beginning to be sort of this like girlfriend character for Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, where basically she is a spider person. She is sort of feral in the beginning because she's been like all she knew is prison. Um, and then because for some reason they were bit by the same spider, they both have like they're very attracted to the pheromones together. So like if Peter and Silk are in the same room, they just want a bone. Like that's canon like that's something that's why they like they have to like be apart sometimes because like if they're too close like they just get into the mood mm-hmm. so yeah that's why i was like this is a very weird way to introduce like an uh an asian spider person you know it's like you don't see the other characters with their not, not doppelgangers but like a, a variant version of themselves and they're just like really into each other mm-hmm so really bizarre, but yeah, she's actually stand out better as they build up more of the Spider People stories, and like she has struggles where she's trying to reconnect with her family and then like having them accept her identity, and then she gets a lot of advice from Spider Woman because she's another Spider Woman. So uh, Jessica Drew 
is like helping her a lot and then it's like investigating like who kidnapped her and then the whole um like you know just trying to stop more experimenting and stuff Mm -hmm. at least that the first run was like pretty solid and then i don't know i haven't read like a new version of silk yet but i have like the complete version of the the complete i think i have a complete run of the first series I don't know, I was kind of, like, mindlessly collecting it, so I was like, alright, I started reading a few, and I was like, mm, okay. But, yeah, a lot of potential with a character. Uh, her outfit is kind of, like, interesting, because it looks like a cosplayer outfit of a spider person that couldn't get, like, a spider, like, like, a spider Gwen outfit, correct? Yep, and, uh, yeah, hope, hopefully these uh, TV shows are maybe like these live action TV shows are better than like the live action movies that they've uh, done so far. <laughs> Although, I mean, I mean, I guess Ven- Venom is like fun in like a like ridiculously terrible way of like that's like fun bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, more I mean, Morbius was just so bad. <laughs> I mean, go go back and listen to our commentary about Morbius. So you can watch it with us and like just. <laughs> listen to our thoughts like through the whole movie but uh yeah it yeah i mean and then who knows about craven i mean i don't know you know what the hell they're, they're gonna do with it. and then all the other like madam webs coming up i think soon too so i who who knows what sony's doing <laughs> They're just trying to like ring the, the the tiny little bit of Marvel they have. They're trying to like, just like, ring out as much as they can out of it. I so mean, unless they invent new characters, but yeah. I think Marvel doesn't want like it allow to let them use any like newer characters from them. It's just it has to be some original villains. Mm-hmm. It's all just like knockoffs of like uh like, like recognizable villains. It's like. It's not vulture, it's a uh, buzzard. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, just some weird dollar store bin villain people. Yeah. It's not he's not hunting Spider-Man, he's hunting Man Spider, but even then it's like <laughs> So, um we also got some news this week that uh, apparently Quentin Tarantino might be working on or developing a TV show. Um apparently he has a book of he just got a book just came out about for like he like a like a film criticism book or like a film some sort of film book that he, he wrote recently um and he was on like the you know promotion tour talking about it and he said he wants to try to develop an eight episode tv show next year no nowhere to what it be about or like a network it would be on or anything but apparently he's, he's like working on that right now which i mean Whatever, yeah, I mean, anything Tarantino, I'm definitely interested in. Um, and it's just, I, I mean, he's he's dabbled in TV before. Like, I think we all, <laughs> well, I think you know, like Chris, but I think we probably remember his like CSI episodes. Yeah, very interesting shots. Yeah. Dialogue. Yeah, he, he directed episodes of ER and CSI, which is it's such a weird, just like it's like, and that was that was like like that was like. Bef- pre like golden age of television sort of where it's like that was it, it kind of felt like he was like slumming it of like oh Tarantino Quentin Tarantino's gonna direct TV episodes that's weird 
But I guess I, I, I think he was fans of both shows. So that's why he was just like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll direct episodes of uh, ER and CSI. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he knew how to write. He still, like, he understands, like, fun and interesting situations. Yeah. And then he also he also basically turned Hateful Eight into like a, a mini series for Netflix. Like it's it's if you go on Netflix for like Hateful Eight, it's like it's like a four episode mini series now. And what do they add more footage? I think I, yeah, I think I think he expanded a little bit. Like he, they added like more scenes or they had lead scenes or like expanded scenes so to make it like like basically make, yeah make it like a like a an actual like TV show. Basically, it's like a four episode TV show now. I did also hear they added like way more like fade in and fade out, so that kind of pads the runtime. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, apparently, yeah, at some at some point he'll uh, or or he's, yeah, he's trying to get like some sort of TV show going. Um, I'm sure every, I'm sure every single streamer and network will be like frothing at the mouth to get like a Tarantino TV show. So I'm sure he wouldn't like he wouldn't be struggling to figure out like it would just be like a, it wouldn't be a matter of like if anyone's interested to be like who's paying who like is willing to pay like however like a crazy amount of money to get like a Tarantino show for their streaming service. I, mean, I feel like like if Prime's gonna spend like a billion dollars on Lord of the Rings, like they could probably spare like a couple million for for Tarantino. Yeah, I don't and know. Roku's doing really well, so Roku. Could... <laughs> yeah, oh my God, can you imagine Roku gets the Tarantino like gets the Tarantino show or like Tubi, a Tubi original? Oh my God. No, I I feel like it's gonna be a Nef- it's gonna be like one that it's gonna be Netflix or HBO or uh, Amazon. I don't know. I don't. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think who puts out like Tarantino movies. Like what what studio? Like, I don't, Miramax. I don't, I don't think it's I don't, I don't think it's Warner Brothers. Well, Miramax is owned by Warner Brothers now. Oh, is it? Okay, then maybe because maybe that would like maybe that like would it like translate to like a uh hbo max deal or something or an hbo oh, no, deal. sorry it, it's paramount now oh it's paramount plus maybe <laughs> yeah miramax is owned by paramount yeah but yeah they're the ones who produced a lot of quentin tarantino stuff which is weird because that like miramax owns that but then miramax also sold the gentleman to netflix mm-hmm it's all it's all crazy nonsense. Yeah, it's like just complications. But yeah, whatever whatever this is and whatever wherever it ends up, I'm definitely super interested in whatever Tarantino is working on. And then uh, we also got some news to speak that uh, over on Netflix. Um, they are working on a reboot uh, of Gamera, so the, everyone's everyone's favorite giant turtle is coming back. <laughs> um, they're getting like he's getting a new a new Gamera Rebirth is is the uh, new movie that's uh, getting developed. And this this was over on like Netflix Japan uh, revealed the news, which hope I mean hopefully that means I I, I would assume that would mean it's coming to like 
USA like US Netflix, not like not just be like a weird like Japanese Netflix exclusive. That'd be, I, I feel like all like that'd be kind of weird, but uh, it's it's I think it's gonna be, yeah, things be live action. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to like, what was the last like big like Gamera thing? <laughs> like, was he even in like the Godzilla, the newest Godzilla movies? Oh, his, his last movie was 2006. Gamera the Brave was the last uh, Gamera movie. I guess, and I guess they, they've, I guess they've been trying since like, uh, 2014 to try to get like a, a some sort of new Gamera uh movie made. I guess they're trying. I mean, they're taking their time because I feel like they're not exactly cashing in on the Godzilla craze. God, yeah, get 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 him into like the the monsterverse. <laughs> Have like yeah, Warner Bros. like Warner Bros. slash Legendary needs to like talk to like whoever owns the the uh the camera rights and like have him have him fight King Kong and stuff. Have uh have I don't know Godzilla or King Kong discover another temple with like pictures <laughs> of a camera monster and it opens mm-hmm. a door. Yeah. But um, it's, it's, the director of this new one is uh, Shisuke Kaneko, and he directed um, the like the, the it was like the '90s trilogy of uh, Gamera movies. Like, so he he directed those, and he's directing this new one. I wasn't a huge Gamera fan. Were you? I keep meaning like I, I I think they're on I they're on Amazon Prime Video. Like they like they like like the. You know, like the HD, like recent ones, um, which I so I added on a list, but I just yeah, I never got around to watching them. Which yeah, they're still they're still on, like the '90s ones still are on there, and like the original ones on there. So, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I might need to like yeah, watch like <laughs> I feel like I feel like the, the '90s ones are probably like more accessible. Like I guess, I mean, the original ones probably like the. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what people's opinions are of like, <laughs> like which was the which, what's the best camera movie or anything. I feel like I feel like the like the original like the 1965 version is probably like the, the like the. I'm assuming it's probably like Godzilla, where it's like the the first one's the best one, or like a lot of people think it's the first one's the best one, but that that one is on Prime Video, and like the 90s ones are also on there. So, um, oh, actually, like ton, like most like, most of them are on here. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel like I don't know. Like, Gamera is another like Godzilla, you know, uh, creation. Like, yeah, in that, that what, sense. But and he's he, also he like, doesn't he fights for good like almost all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gamera has never been like a villain. I feel like he's like he's always like like the defender of like Earth and like was he like like friends friend the children like. It's like always like his, his title. Like he's like like friend friend the children everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, yeah, but yeah, Gamera, Gamera Rebirth is coming soon to Netflix. So if you catch up on some Gamera over on Prime Video, then watch the new movie on Netflix when it comes out. And then last bit of news for this week is that we got some news that uh, the Streets of Rage movie, based on the Genesis classic, uh, is got picked, picked up by Lionsgate. So Lionsgate is, is going to be distributing the Streets of Rage movie, which is uh, written by Derek Colstead, who wrote the John Wick movies. Um, and I don't – I'm not sure if there's a director yet. Um But yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a director yet, but yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Derek Colstead is like is wrote the movie. Uh, he wrote John Wick, obviously. Um, there's no casting yet. We don't know who's playing like the the main trio of Street Rage characters, but it's I think it's it's based on the. I think I think it's based on like the first game, but like I'm sure it's probably gonna be like kind of like just a general like Streets of Rage franchise, <laughs> maybe like, like something for everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the story outline is very basic for Future Rage 1. 2 was a little interesting because, like, at least one character was kidnapped. 3 was a whole, like. I feel like, yes. Like, yeah, I feel like, yes. Well, yes, yeah, save. Because 3 is when it gets. Like, because 3 is the first one with, like, the kangaroo and stuff, right? So, like, yeah, I feel no, like. That's yeah, two. Two, 2. Oh, like, yeah. I feel like yes, yes, yeah, yeah, ease people in first with like the yeah, mate, yeah. like the, the the original trio, and then like start throwing like kangaroos and maybe like I don't I don't know if you throw like like uh like skate in there in the first movie or not, but I'm fine if they do because you know you want fan favorite characters. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I, guess, I guess you could have you have skate and uh. Cause Skate is like the is the little brother of uh like Adam, Adam Hunter. So like mm-hmm. you could have like 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 yeah you could like introduce introduce him in the first introduce you could have like tease him in the first movie and then like and then like if you have if you do a sequel like oh now Skate Skate is here to fight now <laughs> like I feel like you also like you you got you got to set this in the nineties like you can't do like a modern you can't set like Streets of Rage in like two thousand well you could but. You kind of miss out on what Street Rage 4 did. Yeah. And and I think I think the big thing too is that you gotta tr- you gotta try to like at least uh try to match like the the soundtrack. I mean if you if, mm, if you can't get, if, you can't, if you can't get like if you can't get like uh like Yozo Kishiro back to, like to like score the movie like at least try to, like score the movie to, like that like to like match his like music that he made for those games because like those games have some of the best like video game music of all time oh yeah very popping but uh yeah i think this has been this has been in development for a while i think um but yeah hopefully 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 this will now that like lionsgate is actually like officially behind it maybe we'll get some some casting news soon. Some more and some more news. I'm trying to I'm trying to think like who would you like who? Any idea who, like for any of the character like who would you cast as any of the characters? Wyatt Russell again. Wyatt Russell. <laughs> just, throw, just, just throw him in there for everything. Well, because he's got that like rugged look with the longer hair and the, like the beard and 
Yeah. And I feel like you can age up with the character. Uh, <laughs> if you really want, like, to really make fans go nuts, throw Chris Evans in there. Oh, as, as Axel? As Axel. I, I, uh, I'm done with that. Uh, Blaze? Yeah, Blaze to, yeah, could... yeah who's, our, like, who's our, like, our best, like, like female action star, or, like, could be that female action star? I'm pretty sure there's still, like, more overcomers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rock could be the, like, giant, like, wrestler dude. <laughs> from, you know, she's raised, too. Mm-hmm. What's Wesley Snipes up to? Can he still kick well? <laughs> throw him in there, too. Make him be uh, Adam. Yeah. You got any picks? I'm sure. Like, who is in? <laughs> I mean, who's in John Wick that we that you can throw in? Uh, <laughs> cast comma. Like, <laughs> yeah, common, common is Adam. That'd be actually pretty cool. <laughs> throw throw Keanu in like a yellow, a blonde wig. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Or just, I mean, or just, or just get like Scott Atkins or something. Just like he's got to be in here some, it's for something. He's got to be, a, he's like a bad guy. Or he's he's either be, the like, villain, yeah. or he's, uh, I don't know, he's a henchman. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. You know how like Scott Atkins was sort of the uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, like successor mm-hmm. i'm surprised there's no like keanu reeves successor yet well keanu was like singular like who's gonna who's gonna like match keanu i don't know i'm just thinking that if they ever do need like a john wick type character again and actually be like you know because uh scott Atkin movies could also be like sean Han van Damme movies if you swap them out mm-hmm but it's like, can we get another John Wick movie? You just swap out the John Wick. Like they have, they can't be like nobody. Like it has to be um, very close to the same plot and tone. Well, I mean, there's gonna be the spinoff, like Ballerina. Like Ana de Armas is gonna be <laughs> a John Wick, basically. Is that like confirmed? Yeah, they're they're filming it right now. I think. I'm actually fine with her being Blaze then. I I would be fine for being Blaze too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I, 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 there's no, there's no dialogue, there's no spoken dialogue, we don't have to, like, worry about, like, oh, Blaze is, like, uh, Spanish now, or whatever, but, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, it's a 16-bit, like, Genesis game, you don't have to worry about, like, oh, this is breaking, yeah, this is breaking my immersion of the character, like, yeah, I just, just give me the, you can, you know, swap a lot, and then just be like, yeah, this is the character, like, okay, whatever, just, can they fight? That's like the very important rule. Yeah. Which yeah, that'd be like yeah. Hopefully, Derek Hulse is like is like gonna just yeah. You know, that's the important thing. Like yeah, bring some like John, cool John Wick, like fight stuff to like Streets of Rage. Like have cool like uh, the the main trio just like beat down like getting into, like crazy fights with thugs and stuff. 
and it would, and it would definitely be more uh, like martial arts and like hand to hand stuff because like I don't think I mean like I think they can pick up guns maybe or at some um but I mean they pick up weaponry but it's not yeah yeah it, yeah street rage is not like a, it's not gun you don't pick up guns and start blasting people it's like you get pipes and Before knives and yeah. But yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't think it. They definitely should turn into like a, like a John Wick, like you know, like gun fu movie. It should be like more right. like street fighting, martial arts, like hand to hand combat, brawling. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Hope, hopefully, get some more info soon, and uh, hopefully, it will continue the uh, <laughs> like solid run of sega movies because like both sonic hedgehog movies have been pretty great or pretty good so hopefully the, the sega first continues <laughs> to have good movies in, uh, coming out yep so uh that's it for this week so i can jump to your show and tell and chris you and i saw the slumber party massacre to celebrate its 40th anniversary, which was last Saturday, actually. Uh, but our commentary is coming out next week for uh, just time for Black Friday, the scariest of all days. Scariest um, of all shopping days. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a uh, you know 80s horror like cult classic. Um, uh, like yeah, lots lots of like, it has a big cult following. Like a lot of people remember like the like the. I don't think they remember the killers like 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 visually that much because like we, as we watched the movie like he's a very like interesting uh, character like he's just, like a bland dude but like he like his weapon is very iconic like he uses like a crazy like giant drill. Yep, he's very like like realistic in these weapons that basically are practical and common. It's not like he has some mystical weaponry some alien technology it's just like no that's just a, a concrete drill that he just has like and that's something that like anyone can just get if they know where and it yeah. does a lot of damage yeah yeah fun fun, fun gore um like yeah like he's like definitely drills into like people a lot and then <laughs> um and then it definitely has a weird tone because, like, apparently it was like when it was written as like a parody, but then like the studio was like, "We're gonna make, we're gonna shoot this, as, like, have you shoot this as like an actual like horror movie." So it's like it's like a weird mix of like sometimes it's like making fun of like slasher movies, and then other times it's just it's just a slasher movie. I feel like I would enjoy it more if it was making fun of slasher movies. Because tonally, it goes it goes everywhere. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of, and a, yeah, a lot of weird uh, stuff going on, <laughs> on the, like, especially on the sidelines. Like the, the like the, the the characters across the street from the, like the slumber party massacre. Um, like Linda and her sister are so bizarre. <laughs> like I don't, we, were, we were spending most of the movie trying to figure out like what the hell their deal was. Mm-hmm. And like, why are they so obsessed about everything? And are they like are the parents dead? Because <laughs> like, it seems like it seems like Linda, who like looks like she's like a thirty year old woman, but she's in high school, is is, is like is she is she like the legal guardian slash mom of like her little sister now? 
because like <laughs> their, their parents are never. I think they mentioned like once that maybe like their parents were like uh, like divorced or something. Divorced. But then yeah. like they, they never appear. It's like it's like she's doing all the like housework and like house maintenance of like and like acting like she's the mother of the house. Yeah, it's a lot of like odd choices because they build up this character who like she's not the main hero technically but she kind of becomes it yeah it's like it's like there's like co-final girls because there's like the like um like trish who is the first character we're introduced to like she's like the final girl but then linda like runs across the street and like helps at the end um so they're, they're both the final girl kind of Interesting. I I didn't mind it. That was different. And then their whole choice at the end. Yeah. And then like spoiler, like spoilers, like the crazy, like this movie ends with like just like them just like crying and just like like it's like well their lives are fucked up now. <laughs> like. Yeah. Very um. Very interesting choice because we're like, oh, is there gonna be like the next day? Is there gonna be? I get crying during the moment because it's been one heck of a scary night. Yeah. <laughs> no closure. Just fade to black, end of movie. Like, what? I, I, like, the ending is fine. Like, the climax, the, the scares, I was fine with that. But then it's just like, you spent so long introducing mindless parts of the beginning where, like, you know, uh... Fresh is like cleaning up her room and throwing out the garbage and saying hi to the neighbor, and then that plays to no effect oh at the god. end. Oh my god, the neighbor! Oh my god, he was <laughs> Another... like all, all the side characters movie are like so weird. <laughs> like they're um like the neighbor that like Trisha's parents are like telling like oh hey don't don't worry like Mr. Content is like across is like next door you're gonna go go to help for help and he's like he's a weird creepy freak <laughs> like. <laughs> Like Don't he's out, him. Like he he's like he shows up in her house like just like unannounced. Like hey I, hey your door was unlocked. I'm just in your house now. Don't and be then, freaked out by this. And then, then he's like wandering around like killing snails with like a, a machete. Yeah, weird, right? Yeah. Oh, no, also, like also, a lot of a lot of like basketball, like way more basketball than you think would be in this movie. Like, like, it, like there's a whole there's a whole big like basketball like thing in the beginning of the movie. And then like, it, like, and then like all the, the other girls hate Linda because she's better than them at, at basketball. Because she probably practice. And then like their coach is like a side character because like they they call her for help and then she like is like she's like she's like she's like the scatman Carruthers of like the shining where she's like, she's like well, i'm gonna go help the girls then she gets like horribly murdered yes that part was interesting because we're like oh they they kind of do tease her up a bit and there's a lot of misdirection which i didn't keep, mind in the beginning they, yeah they keep they, they keep like cutting back to her just like hanging out at her like apartment or house just like I'm just spending a quiet night at home drinking wine and like reading a magazine or something. And like, and then these like these girls from my gym class called me and said there's a murderer running around. And a very like scrambled call. It was just like very like just screams and whatever. And she's like, I'm gonna go find out what what that's about. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna call the police or anything. I'm just gonna go there myself. <laughs> I have to investigate. So, 
just a lot of interesting decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish, though, there was more time with some of the side characters because they seem fun. You know, like, you get a lot of personality and then just, like, them wearing skimpy outfits, which, again, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wish there was more to them besides them being, like, one-dimensional. But in this kind of movie, like, that's, you know, one dimension is all you get for most characters. Yeah, they all kind of, they all kind of just, like, blend together. <laughs> they're all kind of, like, the same personality. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like, they're mostly all bitchy to whatever the neighbor is. And, uh, yeah. And then, like, at least the one character was like, oh, I'm still hungry, like... <laughs> Even though it's a dead body, I'm hungry. Like, yeah. that was interesting. Like, she stood out to some degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I can see why this is a cult favorite. And it definitely has that vibe. Yeah, super, super fun, watchable, quick. Like, it's like, it's like less than 90 minutes. Like, so, um... Yeah, definitely, definitely head to the site next week. Check that out. Uh, you can watch the movie along with us. And uh, do you th- see anything else besides uh, Summer Party Massacre, Chris? Uh, I watched more of Cabinet of Curiosities. Okay. I saw the witch, the like dreams of a witch house. Dreams in the witch house. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not the best, man. Not the best. It definitely it. That one was like kind of all over the place. There's a lot of like a lot of uh, things happening. There's like weird rat men and drugs and other dimensions and and just like a witch person, which I can't figure out. Like I don't. Maybe it's just this version, but is, does it always end the same way? I have no idea. Yeah, I think you said like the master of horror version. I have to like compare the stories the same but just some yeah, of the yeah this that, yeah this that's the only one that has like a direct like equivalent to for yeah but it, it's it's not bad it just doesn't feel like it lives up to the standard that we've seen in other things uh it's just maybe it's just too bizarre and the pacing's kind of weird because the beginning is slow burn and then by the end it's just rapid fire all these like concepts and and uh gimmicks it's like oh here's a rat man and then here's a witch and then it's like then the witch can enter the dream world for some reason and then um then he's dead and you know spoiler alert now the rat can do this like okay maybe this works better in a short story but like Showing it wise, you just don't feel so much for um, the moral lesson, right? Like, I, some of these horror movies always have like a, a morality lesson. Mm-hmm. This one didn't quite have one. You know, it's like don't don't mess with things you don't understand. But it's like, no, this guy spent years of his life trying to understand like the paranormal. And that kind of uh, clashes with the, um, some of the messages other other parts have done, which is fine. I guess, you know, it could be different. But, like, 
the other one was like the um like the the like dinner party one wherever like that party the invite oh yeah the 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 uh sh- it wasn't the showing it was the uh the viewing the viewing mm-hmm. that was different yes that was like have you have you have you seen Mandy yet? No. Because like yeah, that I, this, it's it's Panos Cosmatos. He directed Mandy too. Like that's that's like that's the same kind of vibe as Mandy. Although Mandy, I mean Mandy has some more act like has more events happening. It's not like because the viewing is like of is kind of like one long conversation for a while, and then it's like crazy stuff happens like the last like what ten, 10 minutes. minutes? Yeah. So I mean, there's there's more going on with Mandy, but this, that, that same sort of like psychedelic super color saturated synth wave powered like vibe is like the same as like as mandy i mean i i liked it it was weirdly entertaining even though yeah, nothing I, really happens yeah I mean, it was, the, like because the, like, the, the cast is awesome and like they're it's like peter well is amazing yeah i mean I, well, I, and, and eric andre and like uh uh what's his name from uh peacemaker <laughs> Scott, what, what's his name? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, nice diverse cast. Like yeah. they all play really well. There's a lot of fun bizarreness that they bring to each other when they talk about random topics. But for me, Peter Weller was like this fun host guy that is mysterious. <laughs> it's it's and... like the like like the ever increasingly like just like ever increasing drug use. It's like yep. here, I, 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 here's like here's everyone. It's your favorite drink, and then it's like here's uh. Like weed, and then here's like coke. But then Sophia Batella has made her own crazy drug that we're gonna like lace the coke with. <laughs> like it's a super drug. Yeah. And we don't know what it is, and it's just like live a little. She's supposed to be like this high-performing doctor that specializes in crazy drugs. Uh. Yeah, and it's another move, another type of story that basically it's not about the monster, like it's about like just the grotesque scenes, and that's it. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I just got like a question about the rules. So I was like, like sometimes the monster can explode your head, sometimes it doesn't. If you, it, it needs a host, I guess, and then it just makes up new powers as it goes. <laughs> It's just it's just a weird, probably extraterrestrial thing that Peter Weller bought, and then it just like just like turns him into a, a weird monster, and then he's now he's loose in the world now. <laughs> like, which I'm fine with. That that was that was like you know creepy because you don't know what's gonna happen next. You don't have a definite answer. Like, bullets don't work on this thing. Uh, this eclectic group of dinner guests, like, windled down to just two people who don't quite know what to do next. They're still in shock. Like, I, that, that to me is fine, because that's the point, is to be, like, shocking. Weird and shocking. And it definitely hits the nail on the head on that. Mm-hmm. For a modern-day storytelling... Cinematography wise, just like super saturated with color and vivid details that again, 
I think I was I was in the right mindset to watch that. I'm just watching it. I was just like, oh, actually, this is pretty cool. There's no inherently horror happening yet. It's just like a lot of buildup, slow burn. But it slow burns until the end because even when the monster appears, it's still just like not doing anything yet. Just besides the the like B movie style head explosions. Yeah, yeah, you should definitely check out Mandy now if you like if you like that episode. Because <laughs> and, and, and I haven't seen his other one. Like it's um Beyond the Black Rainbow is also another Panos Cosmos uh movie. I haven't seen, I haven't seen that one yet, but I, I think it's also similar vibes. Did you, did, you, did you not see the last one? You, you haven't seen The Murmuring yet, or no? I haven't seen that yet. Okay. Is it good? It's it's good. Um, have, have you seen The Babadook? Yeah. It's 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 Jennifer Kent directed Babadook. It's it's very similar to The Babadook. It's like you know it's 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 a horror movie, but it's also it's more it's mostly it's like also about like you know like grief and emo- like it's the the horror is like uh like a an allegory for like grief and chat like you know like death and <laughs> other ideas it's it, it's it's not particularly scary there's not like there's there's some ghosts going on but like it's mostly just like you know what like it's it's more, it's more of like a relationship between like these two it's like Essie Davis from who's like the main character of the Babadook and then Andrew Lincoln or the this couple and it's 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 mostly about like their relationship and stuff, and then like then like on the side there's some like weird creepy ghost stuff. Oh, so it's like kind of the ghost story secondary to everything else. Yeah. Interesting. But 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 still good. I mean, like acting wise, that that episode's amazing. Like they're both like both S. C. Davis and Andrew Lincoln are both amazing in that episode. Uh, anything, anything else besides, uh, Cabinet Curiosities, Chris? Uh, just some random anime. Nothing too crazy, just whatever <laughs> Netflix was playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched the Netflix one. Um, it's like something funny, girl. It's interesting. It's like, um... Rascal, the show is called Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. Okay. <laughs> it, it's a, I know, it's a super long title and it makes no sense in English, but in Japanese it probably makes better sense. Uh, and it's sort of like a Rick and Morty-esque, like, quantum physics show where every two to three episodes they introduce like a concept that is like metaphysics or meta like science like teleportation or like Schrodinger's cat or um like uh like a consciousness like thing that kind of, the, the whole idea some of the science behind it is just sort of like if you make a if like you clone yourself or yourselves separate and clone something like are is your is your clone like truly an original since it came from your original self or like you know is your copy like the new you and you're like the old you that like should be gone but like doesn't go away you know like how you shed skin it's like 
or like you know is your dead skin not you is your new skin you it, it, it's sort of like that it's like philosophy but uh the show has a crazy name because the first episode is a schrodinger's cat theory played where there's this famous like teen movie star who goes to the school and slowly like some people don't recognize her anymore or they don't even like see her like they don't they don't um don't know who she is and the idea is that like oh like if you don't look at it you don't recognize it can you essentially like block that person because now it's like you don't witness it you know it's like are you truly a person if no one like pays attention to you and it's like this play on it where they kind of like it's his main character who like every few episodes like stumbles in a whole new situation where um it, it, you know like this metaphysic science happens and he's just like well there has to be a reason why this is happening like you you if you like feel guilty about something you've done to another person and that person feels guilty about you you like swap um looks and your whole your whole like body morphs into what you feel so it's like the the show the reason this is happening to randomly to some people is because they call it like puberty syndrome where when you hit a certain age like you just like have a freaky um growth like happen to you and so this main character stumbles upon different characters who um whenever there's like a traumatic event like goes through this puberty syndrome where they have like a few issues where you know um there's like a copy of a person like a split personality so it's like which one's the real person or there's one where i mentioned um they morph into someone else because they've been thinking about them a lot so then they they do like a freaky friday but it's like not a true freaky friday it's just like your body just becomes like that person so it's it's like a simple show it's very japanesey it's very um not a great like oh this is your first anime like watch this like this is a you need to work your way up the anime ladder to get to this level to be like into it if not the first episode you think it's like porn just because of just like the skippy outfits and just how they um they talk because the dialogue the main character is sort of like this blunt guy and he's he's got like a fun a funny like flirty pervert side to him but he's like honest about his feelings so it's like no like i you know like well i'm gonna stare at your boobs and she's like what she's like i don't know like i'm gonna be honest with you i'm just gonna stare at your boobs and it's like you know it gets him in trouble but like he's very frank so it's funny um i stumbled upon it just randomly like on clips online and i just watched it and i got really into it uh like to like marathon at least like eight episodes in a night but they're like 25 25 minutes each so it's just easy to burn through uh i recommend it for like intermediate anime fans uh i know our fan base isn't huge anime fans but this is uh something that in as you work your way up the tolerance to to watch uh but definitely a niche crowd you know you you just gotta be into anime to understand like the jokes and the culture and then some of the things they're planning on but I, again the rick and Morty is like the sort of the only way i can explain it because it's just how they treat the metaphysics and their answer for things that happen and they're just like i don't know it's just this theory all right let's just go with it 
but it's cool. Like, mm-hmm. they, they do introduce, like, sort of the person who discovered the theory, and, like, they actually do reference, like, real physicists who have these, like, quantum mechanic things and stuff, so it's, like, sort of educational, but a very, like, distance version. So, I, I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, that was my week. What about you, Zach? Um, well, I saw a bunch, so I saw a bunch of recent, uh, or like at least this year, uh, horror movies. Um, so I finally saw Nope, you know, the, the latest Jordan Peele movie, which, you know, came out this summer. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's, it's his third movie. Um, I thought it was fine. It's not my favorite movie of his, like, I don't think it's as good as us or, get out but it's 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 okay um it's 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 kind of weird like like i don't know if they like really got into the premise in like the trailers or anything but it's 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 a lot of the movies like basically like like this group's trying to like like at least this like brother and sister and they, they rope in like this like guy who works at fry's electronics to like they're trying to like get uh like footage of like a ufo to like sell it because <laughs> it's like it, it, it kind of reminded me of like um, a little bit of like Oculus, where it's like they they know they know the thing is already happening, and it's just like we, we're trying to we're just trying to like get proof of it. Um, but yeah, there's basically this weird like um, UFO flying around this ranch, um, this Haywood ranch that like um, like Daniel Kaluuya and Keith Palmer like their their family runs this ranch. It's like it provides like horses for like movies. Mm-hmm. And then it's like it's, it's like outside of Los Angeles, um, and yeah, there's a there's a UFO flying around, um, and then they they rope in like uh, yeah, this this tech guy who works at uh, Fry's Electronics, which is it's actually it's the uh, the store's actually closed, but it was a Fry's that is like um, in Los Angeles that had like a UFO like crash into it. It was like this like very like thematic like uh, like Fry's like. Um, store which they they, they, they basically re, like recreated it for the movie because i think it, cl- it closed before the movie like even like started shooting oh it's based on like a real location too yeah like well fries fries is like a like local i think it's like a local like uh like california it's like a best buy but it's like only in like california uh but like the the, the one store in like los angeles like is like heavily themed to like sci-fi it had like a, UFO, a giant ufo like crashed into the side of the building But um, and then there's also there's also like near the ranch there's like this like Wild West theme park that's run by Steven Yoon, um, who used to be like a child star. And there's this whole thing where like he was on like he was he was basically like a '90s like uh like I guess sort of like a like a seemed like a TGF style show um that like co-starred like a like a chimpanzee, and the chimpanzee went crazy and killed a bu- like ha- like killed a bunch of the cast on the show, um, which it's. Which is weird because that doesn't really tie. I feel like that doesn't really tie into like anything except for like there's like kind of this general idea of like mistreatment of animals in Hollywood, kind of like commentary a little bit. But like does like the chip like the chimpanzee going nuts in, in like the past doesn't really have anything like any like to do with like what's it plays going no on. importance. I I, I didn't yeah. see that. I didn't hear that. Basically, the monkey part is just more of shock value than yeah. And story it's, it's 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 like a it's like a really disturbing like super like creepy scene of us like this just chimp just like 
this bloody chip with like in like and it's like and it's like sitcom costume just like blood all bloody just like just like constantly pounding like this like you don't see it, like the, most of the bodies behind a couch you don't see like the you're just, you're just like imagining what it's doing but it's just like you see it like constantly just like pounding and pounding and pounding on his body so it, so it's it's really like it's really super effective like creepy scene but like yeah it doesn't really have anything to do with like the actual main story and um there there is there is like a, i won't spoil it, but there's like kind of an interesting twist of like what the ufo actually is um that it's like kind of like definitely like uh unique and unusual um and there's, there's a lot like it, it looks amazing like the whole movie looks looks fantastic like the way it's shot and everything and there's, there's some really, really great like tense scenes but like overall I, like i just thought it was like okay like it didn't really like blow me away or anything i'm just like all right that was fine <laughs> like yeah it definitely yeah it definitely didn't ha- like wasn't like a, like it didn't have like the twists or like the like uh impact of like get out or us i don't think but, but I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm st- definitely still interested in like whatever Jordan Peele's doing next, um, as far as like horror movies or whatever whatever else he's doing, because he's obviously like a like a super super talented like director and writer and everything. So I just, yeah, I, just, I, I, I heard it doesn't. It's not the same as like uh, uh, Get Out. Like it's it it kind of like from what I understand the movie. No, yeah, sort of doesn't hit the same notes. No, it, yeah, there's not like there's like a there's like a huge twist or anything. It's not like a, like it's like oh my god, this crazy twist. Like you know, like Get Out was like oh they're putting people's they're putting like black people's brains and white people's body or like they're like white people's brains and black people's bodies and stuff. And like or like us was like there's a whole world of like doppelgangers under the under the entire earth. Like so it's not like it's not like a huge crazy like twist like that. In, in, mm-hmm. Nope, it's nope, it's it's kind of more straightforward of like it's like a sci-fi horror movie. Uh, it, 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 I would say it's 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 not even really it's like more sci-fi than horror. Like it's not there's a couple like creepy scenes like the like the chimpanzee scene or like there's a scene where like um <laughs> like there's like uh the house is like the, the ranch house that they're like in is like getting covered with blood from something. Um, but yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of like it's it, it, it kind of just like it's more it's definitely like more sh- just kind of straightforward and like uh, there's there's some like it, it also like the, the social commentary stuff kind of feels like there's like a it's kind of like a, a grab bag of like stuff. It's not like as focused as like get out or us. Like it's like oh it's about like um you know like it's about like animal cruelty or animal ex- exploitation in Hollywood, but it's also about like uh people who are chasing like internet clout or like it's about like um like working in hollywood and it's like it's like it's like so it's like there's a lot it, it, like the like ideas are kind of like more like scattershot than like us or get out like it's it kind of feels like it's like a whole bunch of like other like random stuff um throwing it going on instead of like one mm-hmm. one idea of like it's we're doing this is like the one idea about this movie that we're gonna do in this movie <laughs> But uh, I, mean, I understand it. it you yeah. can't all be the same pace. You got to make a movie that basically you just want to make for yourself. But I mean, but I mean, it, it's 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 I mean, it's it's still solid. I mean, it, it looks it looks incredible. I mean, I think if you if you check it out, like you're not gonna be like disappointed or anything. But yeah, I, just for me, like it, it's I would say it's probably the weakest Jordan Peele movie so far, which is which is which is still stronger than like a lot of other movies that come out. <laughs> um. 
And then I also uh, checked out Barbarian, which uh, is on HBO Max. I think, it came on, I think it hit HBO Max right, right before Halloween. Um, but it was but it came out in September in theaters. It did super well. Like it was like like a made a ton of money. Got a lot of critical reviews. Um, Barbarian is fucking crazy. <laughs> like I don't know if you've heard anything about it, Chris, but like I won't I won't spoil like like a lot a lot of it. But like it like it goes places you don't think like you would not even like guess where it's gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I saw the trailer. I was interested. Yeah, the, I, the trailer still does not show like what the hell like the like, movie really is about. Yeah, or like what what you're what you'll see and like what you'll what like what it gets what, what like where it goes like it's it's like with, with, after like the first like there's a point like like twenty or thirty minutes in where it's just like like something happens you're just like oh what the fuck <laughs> like really yeah. And then this keeps ramping up from there, like just it just like ramps up from there. Um, but yeah, but basically, um, you've got uh, Georgina Campbell and Bill Skarsgård. They're like they both they both booked this Airbnb, um, and the listing got over oh, the books. So they're both like supposed to be at the, this house in Detroit together, or they thought they were gonna be like there by themselves. And then they, the, the like, um. They both they both show up and like it's like oh what are we gonna do, what do we do now like we're both like booked for this house and then they they decide to like oh well, I guess we'll just like share the Airbnb and then um but then they like eventually they find like uh there's like a hidden passage under the house it's it, it's weird like rooms and then and then they like some other <laughs> some other stuff gets found and then uh. It goes off from there, but then also like Justin Long is also like uh shows up me like halfway through. And he's like he's like predominantly future. He's halfway. Yeah, well they they do they do they do this whole like the intro is like the whole like first like twenty thirty minutes is like Bill Skarsgård and Georgina Campbell kind of just like talking and getting to know each other and then like you know, hanging out and then um trying trying to figure out what to do with in this like awkward situation and then they and then they get like wrapped up in like the situation under the house and then it cuts to like justin long who is also like he's like tied into like the house like he like what well, I, I guess it's not like it's, it's a minor sport like he owns the house that they're like the airbnb um but he's like he's like an actor in hollywood and like he is getting like he's yeah he's, that's not that's a spoiler because that was like a, in a trailer that was like one of those early trailers where it's like he thought like no one would be here and he just came back yeah well he he's getting he's he's basically getting like me tooed um like he's getting accused of like raping one of his co-stars oh jeez so he so like for like his legal costs he's like well i gotta go i own this i own this weird house i got i own this house in detroit i might as well go like go there and try to like see if i can sell it or not and then he gets that's how he gets like caught up in like whatever the hell is happening under this house that he had no idea of what was like he had no like i don't like he's never really been there he just like he just like owns it and like never really went there or did anything with it but yeah, but he gets like drawn into like the craziness happening under the house. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really good. Like it's it's super crazy. Like it, you like it just keeps ramping up the craziness, and it's just like when <laughs> just when you think like like it can't get any like crazier, it gets even more crazy. There's like some like really disgusting, creepy things that you've never seen before in this movie. Um. So yeah, I would say definitely, definitely check it out on HBO Max if you're a horror fan or you want to see something like new and interesting and cool. 
It's it and really is it's from like uh Zach Kreger, who is like one of the like co founders of like the, the Vice Kids You Know. <laughs> so it's what? like really? Yeah, so it's like 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 this like comedy troupe guy like directed like this like super weird fucked up horror movie. And this is well, like his know, like it's a comedy and tragedy. It's yeah. like and, and there are, knows funny. So. There are there are a lot of like funny beats in it too. Like so it doesn't have like there's a lot of like like comedic timing and stuff. There's like a lot of, like um and there's like some like <laughs> there's some like fun stuff like um like when Georgina Campbell like first like discovers like the door to like the like underground tunnels. She just she's like looks she looks down and it's like, it's obviously like super creepy and weird. She's just like nope not going down there. <laughs> just like the customer's just like sitting. She's been sitting like she because she gets locked in the basement. So like the door closes behind her and she's locked in the basement. She can't get and then like Bill Skarsgård is like out of the house for doing something. So like she's like stuck in the basement and like the tunnel is like the only way out. It seems like but then she's like nope I'm just gonna sit here and wait in this basement. I'm like going down the creepy tunnel. Hmm. And so there's a lot of like there's a lot of like subverting and like like horror tropes of like oh like normally normally someone would do this and then then they don't do this they the, the character's like nope I'm not doing that <laughs> like they're kind of aware how weird the situation is yeah it, it it does a lot of like zigging when like a norm, like a normal like horror movies you've seen before with like with like zag this like zigs the other way and like does like you know, like someone someone doesn't do something or like they like are, are like aware of like Oh, I've seen a horror movie. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> like, but yeah, definitely, definitely super fun. Definitely check it out on HBO Max if you uh, have HBO Max. And then I also saw Smile on Paramount Plus, which that I think that just hit like hit Paramount Plus like Tuesday this week. Um, but that was also a big like that was a big like uh, October or end of September October release, and it's like did like did way better than like. Halloween ends like it was like the big like one of the big like Halloween uh, movies, and uh, also also really fun and uh, uh, creepy and cool um cool interesting concept like base smile is like sort of like it follows a little bit um although it's like much like <laughs> um d- definitely like oh. It, the way you like, like, uh, you get like hit with like whatever the curse or whatever is going on, and smile is is like way worse than it follows. Because um, there's basically, it, basically, it's some sort of evil entity or um, you know, supernatural force is like it like preys on trauma, and so it it's basically this like people get like um, basically like cursed or like possessed with like this like evil entity, and it basically eventually it like starts wearing you down. Eventually, like you like it, like it, it wants you to like kill yourself in like a horrific fashion in front of someone. What? And then that then then the, the the witness to to you, you killing yourself is the next person who gets like the smile curse. And then it's also like and the, the, the smile smile comes from like um when the person's like is like fully possessed by whatever this you know supernatural force is. They're smiling as they kill themselves. And you also you also like see people like around smiling at you. It's like it's, it's like a, it's a very creepy like Joker esque smile. It's not like a very it's not like a pleasant smile. It's like a very it's like the creepiest smile you can imagine. So, um, but basically, basically like so the most of the movie follows um, Rose Cotter. She's like this like therapist or a psychiatrist. It's, it's like emergency like psychiatric ward 
And uh, she's played by Sosie Bacon, who is the daughter of Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick. And mm-hmm. um, she like so she she gets called in to, like to like talk to this this like uh like college student that gets brought in, um, and she kills she so she kills herself in front of her, and then and now Rose is like the one who has like the curse or like you know the the entity after her. And then it's it's sort of like this like the whole movie is like this like kind of like her just like descending into like madness or like uh like into like it's her whole like just like life starts collapsing. Um, we're like no one, no one believes because she's the only she's the only one who can like can see like these people smiling at her or, like they're like these like hallucinations of like people smiling at her and like all the other stuff that's happening. So everyone's just like oh you're like we're very concerned about your mental health like you're going crazy <laughs> like um and it's it, it's just her trying to like figure, like convince people it's actually real and then also trying to figure out like, what the hell's happening right right but yeah yeah it, yeah it's it, it's a it's a solid like it it's not it's not quite as original as like barbarian um it's 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 a little bit more straightforward like it, it's it's like you've kind of seen similar stuff before but like it's done it's done really well like there's like a lot of, there's definitely some creepy um like it's like whenever like they do like the like hallucinations it's like very very creepy <laughs> um and like Sosie Bacon is like really great in it like she's like like her whole like she's like to- like totally just like <laughs> says like, like by the end of the movie she's just, she's been like just like absolutely through the ringer like she's just, just like this like broken like wreck at the end of the movie well well like what it what it's like this curse from like did it explain where it order originates or it was just like eh just this there, these are the rules. There, there is, there is like um something behind it, um, and yeah, it's it's it, it's 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 sort of it definitely has sort of like it follows rules where it's like you like yeah you like if 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 you have the like you have the curse and then or you have you're like the target of like you know the entity that's like behind everything, then it's it's gonna like eventually force you to like you know, kill yourself in front of someone and then that person's the next person. But then there's like a loophole where like if you if you kill someone in like a brutal ma- if you kill someone else in a brutal fashion in front of someone, then that person gets the like curse. Or like the idea like targets that person now. So there's like there's there's kinda like a like final destination it follows loophole of like if you if you if you wanna like if you're willing to like kill someone, you know, in a, you know, like a horribly brutal manner in front of someone else, then you you'll like you'll be safe. But then you're probably end up in jail or like yeah, you know, like, you're but, safe from the curse, but the yeah, law. yeah. So yeah, so they they set up like as it goes on, it sets, sets up some like rules, and then you find out more about like what was actually like going on with like uh whatever the, whatever this what, there's like a whole chain of people before. <laughs> uh rose they got that was this happened to but yeah it's 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 fun it's it's a it's a fun solid horror movie like it, it it's not yeah it's, it's not it's not like to, like totally like oh this is you never seen anything like this before but like it's 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 done really well it's 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 a, it's a fun watch if you're if you're on, if you're on paramount plus you want to watch a, a fun horror movie and also on paramount plus um Last thing I saw is I saw the first episode of Tulsa King, which uh, debuted I think last Sunday, uh, which is the big uh, Sylvester Stallone t- Paramount Plus show. Also from uh, Tyler Sheridan, who basically owns <laughs> Paramount Plus, or like every every other show on Paramount Plus is a Tyler, Tyler Sheridan show. Um, 
but yeah, yeah, obviously he did Yellowstone and the Yellowstone spinoffs that are on Paramount Plus. Um, but yeah, this is a new show, and uh, so Stallone is a uh, like New York mobster who has been in jail for like 25 years, and he just he he gets released, and he's kind of expecting like, oh, I'm gonna they're gonna give me like a you know like either like give me a like a retirement in like in, in New York or like put me back in like what position I was before I went to jail. And then his bosses are kind of like, uh, no, we're sending you to Tulsa because like we want to set up like a like a new like like you know like criminal enterprise in like Tulsa, Oklahoma. So like Stallone basically thinks is like, oh, I'm being banished to like Tulsa, <laughs> even so he's he's not happy about it, but he does it because it's the mob. You know, it, like it's either that or like they're gonna whack him. So he's like, so he he goes so he, yeah he goes to Tulsa, and then he's, then he's basically like gonna needs to like start setting up like uh you know like a criminal empire. In, in Tulsa for the mob, but yeah, it's 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 definitely it's fun because it's like it's like Stallone is like a uh, especially when he gets to Tulsa, like uh-huh. he's he's like a like a great white shark that's like dropped into like a like a pool of like guppies, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, like because like everyone everyone there is like Midwest like nice naive like and then he's just like this like super like like cunning. Italian mobster who's just like is like I'm, I I could beat you to death with, with like 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 um with my bare hands <laughs> and then like so like like one of the first thing he does is like he like goes to like a like a legal like marijuana dispensary and like takes it basically takes it over. You know it's like doesn't need protection and all that. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, and, and like Martin Starr runs it. Um, and then it, someone's like basically like oh, I got protect you. I got like you're gonna pay me protection from the gangs and he's like and like Martin Starr's like. What gangs? Like this is a legal pot dispensary. <laughs> but he's doing it anyway because like Stone like walks in like like he like he walked in like beat like their security guard with like a, a metal thermos <laughs> and like and, and like totally like like intimidated him like threatened him to like get, start giving him money so and so yeah there's a lot there's it's a lot yeah a lot, a lot like like Stallone's like gangsterness just like like clashing with like these like. <laughs> You know, like nice Midwestern people. <laughs> and uh yeah, it, it it seems it seems fun, like Stone's super fun in it. Um and they they toward the end of the first episode they set up uh like Andrea Savage is like the co star and she's like an ATF agent. Mm-hmm. And there's like there's, there's like a fun intro for her where it's like um <laughs> she gets introduced in a way you don't like you wouldn't like it it seems like um, like maybe it's like some sort of like you know setup or something, but then it turns out it's not. <laughs> like, you, like you think it's like they they kind of they kind of hint at like oh there's like um maybe the like maybe someone knows that like Stone's here and then they're, they're trying to like do some sort of sting or something, but it's like nope, it's just like that was a random <laughs> they just randomly met each other and then now she has to deal with <laughs> meeting her meeting Stone like outside of like uh. Now that she knows she's he's like a like a mob capo boss guy, so it reminded me of like it, it reminded me, like it kind of felt like a, like an I'm sorry situation where it's just like oh uh, like she she goes to work after like the next day after like 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 you know like meeting Sloan and right right and, and it's like she's just and she's like oh shit <laughs> like like that guy was a mobster like and I I'm not, and I'm an ATF agent. But they're friendly. Yeah, they were. They were very friendly. 
before. So, <laughs> but yeah, it yeah, it's I say definitely check it out uh, if you're a Stallone fan, if you're uh, if you enjoyed like other Taylor Sheridan stuff. <laughs> it seems it seems like a it seems like a you know a fun a fun show. It's gonna it's, it, I think it's gonna be uh, weekly on I think it's every Sunday on Paramount Plus. It's, it'll be on uh, up for however long the season is. And I think it's, I think it's gonna be I think this weekend or like uh, like the, like the next two weekends it's gonna be also be on Paramount Paramount Network like on like on cable so if you don't have Paramount Plus but you still if you have like if you actually like cable Paramount Network you can watch it or like cable with like on demand or whatever you can watch it but yeah I would I would say definitely check it out it's a I I think def, definitely a better Stallone thing than a uh, Samaritan. <laughs> was if you're, if you're if you're talking about like 2022 slow projects like i say def, like tulsa king is definitely uh definitely better than samaritan and uh that's it for me so we can wrap things up uh definitely head over to the site we've got all of our uh usual features up there you can check out uh reviews and trailers and uh like you mentioned before like next week is going to be our summer party massacre episode uh commentary so head to site check that out uh previous counters up there as well and all sorts of other good stuff so we're checking all that stuff out and uh for chris i am zach and we will see you next week for more everything action head to www.everythingaction.com you can also follow us on twitter at evaction on Facebook by searching for Everything Action, and follow us on Instagram at everything.action. You can also subscribe and get more episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.